And 51551 is our text and uh, Catherine Ryan Howard is with us live in studio. Good morning to you, Catherine. Good morning. Best-selling author and uh, uh, twisted mind, um, disturbed. Yep. You need help. Uh, <laughs> but welcome to the show nonetheless. Oh, by the way, I believe you you've drove yourself here. I this, drove myself here this, this is morning. Important. It was very tense. I passed my li- my test last week and okay. I've never oh, actually... Only last week? Only, literally last Tuesday. Gorgeous. Yeah, so I've never driven over here before. Before. Um, it was all very exciting. Everyone loves a novice driver on the road, I've discovered, <laughs> right. especially a female one. Oh, so, right. What yeah, kind you, of lovely reaction are you getting? Oh, you know, just if you don't literally take off the second the light goes that's green, the they're coming for you. But um, I don't care, they can wait. So I'm alive. Uh, that's the main thing. Yes. All the cars outside in the car park are also uh, undamaged <laughs> and okay. hopefully that will remain that way when I leave No scrapes uh, and so are people in your life now delighted because I presume you had to lean on people when you No actually driving. like I was quite independent I would say my mother is very very upset that I passed my test so on the morning oh. of the test you're not supposed to have like any stuff in your car so I was having a clear out and I found uh, a bottle of holy water which oh. I knew was the decoy bottle she thought I was going to stop looking for the holy water after that but there was another one <laughs> in the glove serious? box in case I took the first one out <laughs> she's just she, I know she's like on the Xanax thinking about me driving yeah. driving around here but uh, this is a woman by the way and she will love me saying this who didn't pass a driving test because she got her licence in the amnesty oh yes yeah so I, I know that who's she to talk yes I, I know somebody who um Yes, I think they were they were doing a driving test and uh, they were so nervous they had a, a brandy or something beforehand. Oh, that it's sounds in the, in good. The, it's in the forgotten time. <laughs> it's in the forgotten time. Uh, now, already we have texts coming in. Uh, please, when you're interviewing... Is it my mom? <laughs> it might be. Please, when you interview Catherine, don't talk about the trap. No spoilers. Just picked it up this morning. Great modern Irish novelist at the moment. Catherine is right up there with the best, says Graham. Thanks, so Graham. We're not allowed to talk about the book. What we so, talk about instead? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure now. Is, is, there, is there anything else? Of course, maybe the real horror here is that you're you're a Cork woman trapped in, in Dublin. <sighs> that was really early doors for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, it, I actually mine. prefer living in Dublin, but we 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 won't, we won't prefer living in Dublin. But your heart is in Cork. Um, sure, let's go with let's that. Go with uh, anyway, the trap uh, is your brand new novel. I finished it last night, and uh, I was telling people here actually the other morning that I actually missed the super moon. Because I realised that um, oh, I'm in bed. Of all the things I thought you were going to say to me, <laughs> missing the supermoon was not on my list. Well, that's a big thing for me, <laughs> you know. Like I was excited about that tonight, but I couldn't switch this off. Um, so th- this could be your best yet. And I'm not the only person saying that. Lots of people are saying that. Um, well, you might as well tell us what it's about, because if, I fear if I go into it, I'm going to start um, shaking, curl up in a ball and start weeping because you, you, you don't make it easy for us. <laughs> Okay, so The Trap is essentially about Lucy, whose sister went missing about a year ago when the novel begins. And Lucy is in a place where the torment of not knowing what has happened to her sister has actually overtaken the grief of the loss, potentially. Um, So she's in a place where obsession is pushing her into a darkness that's going to make her do very silly things. And the question is, like, how far would you go if you just had to know? Um, And Lucy is perhaps willing to pay the ultimate price. She's playing bait for the man who took her sister in an effort to find out what happened. And dum the, dum dum, etc. Because the opening of the of the book, and this is not giving much away, Graham, uh, who's against. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's this heart stopping thing because the, this woman is out on her own, yep. hoping to bait her her sister's abductor. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's just it's just utterly terrifying. Yeah, but I'm nice, really. <laughs> 
Are you just sitting chortling away at a time? <laughs> laughing maniacally as I come up with it. And I really do. I really have a good old chuckle to myself when I do something really, really awful um, on the page. At my pink computer, by the way. Yeah. The computer's pink. So it's, it really it's ter- fits in. It's therapy, isn't it? Because we know, we know there's reality here. We know the crimes happen. And we know there's real people who've gone through this. But we're reading it as, as entertainment. I, I'm complicit in this, I have to say. Why do we do it to ourselves? Well, I do think we're reading it as entertainment. But I think you know, more broadly, what is fiction for? And I think fiction is for helping us make sense of the world and yes. how to live. And I've never been able to prove this, but I am convinced I once heard Ed O'Brien say, I write as a way to grieve for what I read in the headlines. Mm. And I think that I write as a way to kind of solve the mysteries in them. So fiction is a safe space where we can kind of give ourselves answers. We can make answers for ourselves. Yeah. And certainly as a woman, you know, you can write about these violent crimes and impose an order on them or bring people to justice if you want or, yeah. you know, but it's it's all at a safe distance. So it is, I suppose, therapeutic in a way. And uh, because women are the big consumers of crime fiction, aren't they? Well, they're the consumers, they, they buy all the books. And they space. write most of them as well at this point. Well, they do, they do. <laughs> they officially do, actually. We were discussing this only the other week. Um, so is there something to do with we women feel like they're arming themselves uh, or equipping themselves somewhat for, for the, the, the big, bad, scary world? Yeah, I think there's an element of that. Um, I also think that, you know, you react to what you can relate to. And I think women have a really interesting relationship with fear that men don't, or let, let's say the majority of men, because, uh, you know, it depends. But like when men tend to write very scary crime novels, the fear, the things they're afraid of are quite outlandish. They're like a Hannibal Lecter or, yeah. you know, a chainsaw wielding maniac or I'm whatever. Stephen King novels. Which, you know. Yeah, like I'm thinking Thomas Harris, all that kind of thing. So women write about what I would say is much more realistic fears like mm-hmm the man you sleep beside turns out to have another life or your neighbour is actually a serial killer. You know, there's there's things that are much closer to home. And because women can relate to that, they're buying the books. And then I think it's, you know, it's not um, a crazy extrapolation to say because they're buying the books that the books by women are doing well and therefore women are writing crime and more women are writing crime and so on and so forth. So I think there's a lot going into it, but certainly I think it's to do with women's relationship with fear. Uh, and one of the things that's probably most terrifying about it is that we, I think we can sometimes cope reading scary things if it's set in America because yeah. we expect scary things to happen over there. Yeah. But when you put us in very familiar places, I mean, I, I'm not sure I can, can forgive you, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling it? very attacked here. <laughs> yeah, 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 you should. <laughs> you miss the super you moon. <laughs> I miss the super moon. I'm sitting there terrified. What are you I mean, yeah. it's scary because it's it's, you've set it in Ireland yeah. and into places that we know. Yeah. When I was growing up, I was reading all US crime fiction. Like I started with Patricia Cornwell and then I moved on to Mike Conley and Harlan Coben. And like, I really wanted to read those kinds of novels, but set here in places that I knew. And I remember being like so excited to discover a novel set in Dublin. I think it was, um, yeah. you know, one of the a medical thriller, actually. And... I just thought like, I wish, <laughs> I wish bad things happened in Ireland in fiction as well, uh, crime fiction. So I feel like I was kind of, that's why I set books here. And, you know, it is scary because like bad things do happen here too. And I certainly get messages from people who are like, I know that, that road that that thing happened on. That's and right. yeah, it just all adds to the uh We start to look terror. at it slightly uh, differently as well. 
Um, I look. How much of the book can we talk about without spoiling? Do you run into I, this I problem? I will shout if you go. Oh, well, well, it's just the, the, because we meet all these uh, these characters. In actual fact, we should say that there is a bit of relief, isn't there? Because um, Angela. Well, tell us about Angela. Yeah, so Angela is a civilian in the guards. She works in the missing persons unit uh, because she has failed her physical competency test. I will say, Angela and I do have a long common. We both go to bed at night with great intentions of being like super healthy and energetic the following morning. And then when we wake up, we're like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. So that's why she didn't pass her physical competency test. But she is um, sort of pulling at a thread in the because it's not just Lucy's sister who's gone missing we should say there's a number of of women who've gone missing and she finds a kind of reluctant mentor I would say in Denise who is a detective Mm -hmm. um, who has worked one of these cases so they kind of join forces to prove that maybe the official narrative about what happened to these women isn't actually correct maybe So it's it's a character we, we root for a good bit and I would hope so. There's, yeah. a, there's a bit of comedy there as well because she does treat herself. She feels like she's a bit of an idiot kind of thing yeah. at times, doesn't yeah. she? And you're going, no, you're not an idiot, but also this kind of gas because yeah. we all feel that. When I started that. writing thrillers, my first editor said to me, you need to stop with the jokes, like people are dead. <laughs> so <laughs> every so book I'm trying to put in like a little bit more, a little <laughs> yeah. bit more. Ignore that person's advice, thankfully. Uh, and then we meet another character and it gets quite chilling yeah. because we meet... I don't want to terrify you because we're only sitting a few feet apart but he is my favourite The Killer The Killer yeah You love being and it's it's first person narrative yeah. I really enjoyed writing those chapters I don't know what that says about me I can't reveal <laughs> but, but there's because this killer is talking about really what talking he did. about and also yeah. talking about us and our reaction to um, how, how daft we are we think that people disappear off the face of the earth and yeah. all those kind of I mean that has always kind of bothered me that phrase she vanished off the face of the earth Um you know, she didn't. She went somewhere and someone took her. It's just that no one saw um, and no one can find where she is. And so this killer is, um, he. his wife loves true crime documentaries. She obviously does not know who or what she is really married to. So he sits on the couch with her pretending not to watch them. Hmm. Um, he pretends he's reading these really like heavy political tomes. Um, but he's actually kind of learning from Finch them. Finch too. <laughs> Fintan O'Toole does get a mention in the book Very yes good. that's one of the books it's not a spoiler um, I'd actually forgotten that I'd put that in I just looked at my shelf to see like you know pick a title and that came down yeah I really enjoyed the book Fintan the killer, the killer had a really good taste in he does uh, have excellent taste in non-fiction he really does but yeah. this is the scary because as you said the, the, the male writers are creating all these monsters which are easy to kind of go well they're, they're quite yeah. rare but this person's literally just sitting on a sofa with their wife I, uh, I'm away. far more interested in ordinary monsters Mm -hmm. and I think like people expect to be able to identify a serial killer or a murderer on site but you know spoiler alert spoiler alert they look just like you and I like there's nothing about un- unless you're secretly a serial killer Oliver <laughs> well you never know I've always had my suspicions it'd be suspicions. a good cover wouldn't it it'd be a good cover I'd be, I'd be far too lazy I might make the plans yeah uh, it sounds like so much work doesn't it's it? a lot of work yeah a lot there's of work a lot, a lot of hassle <laughs> That's why we don't do it. <laughs> that's the only reason. That is the, <laughs> the only reason. Uh, but it's the reality that's in here, isn't it? And um, are you worried about the fact that you're touching on the reality of people's lives? I wouldn't say I'm worried about it. I think you have to be careful that you're not exploiting anything in the real world. But 
you know, if we said we're not going to write about anything that really happened in crime fiction, you would basically be wiping out 95% of crime fiction. And what I find with readers is that oftentimes they think you are talking about something that's real, but actually you're just being realistic. So like to give you an example, in one of my last books, there was two uh, children who offended who were referred to as boy A and boy B. And depending on what country my readers were in, they were like, oh, that's that or that's that. And I was like, no, it's just that's what offenders are called in the media. Yeah. Yeah, So sometimes people are mistaking facts for you know, realism, I suppose. But certainly, like going back to what I said earlier, there is a kind of therapy in like creating answers and creating a sort of certainty around something mm. when in real life there are, there is nothing like that. Yeah. So, so you're yeah. Re- creating a world that sort of reflects the one we know but also yeah, there's a comfort for us because it's not it's not real. Readers are not going to have any sort of reaction to something that is totally outlandish and nothing to do with reality. And like a few years ago there was uh, the Staunch Prize which made a big splash in the media and offered an award to the best as far as I remember, a crime novel written by a woman in which no woman was harmed. <laughs> and like, That's I'm still strange. laughing about it now yeah. because if you want to stick your head in the sand and pretend that violence does not happen to women, you know, good on you. But I will not be reading your novels. I want to read about the real world. <laughs> the real world. Uh, as a child, you were very interested in this uh, uh, real world. Disturbingly so, I would say. Yeah, well, <laughs> tell us, because you mentioned in the, in the afterword of the book and I was intrigued by this, uh, this dark history, <laughs> Catherine Ryan Howard. Everyone's going to be child. really afraid of me after this interview. <laughs> so when I was, um, let's pretend 11, could have been a bit sooner than that. Really? Um, I was the eldest and I had somehow wrangled carte blanche at my local video rental shop. The mm. glamorous sounding, but not glamorous in reality, Hollywood video in Grange in Cork. And I could just rent whatever I wanted. And I started off with like what I should have wanted, you know, sort of space camp and return to Oz and stuff like that. But I ran out of options pretty quick because I watched a lot of movies. (laughs) Watched everything. So I moved over to a section that was called True Life, which for reasons lost to me now, were filled with VHSs of made for American TV movies Ah. about famous crimes. And I went through them all like... Menendez Brothers, Diane Downs, The Siege in Waco. Like, I watched them all. And um, yeah. <laughs> you, you were just different. My parents were getting an awful doing. In this. Different from the other children. Uh, <laughs> I was quiet and that's that's what mattered. You know, but, like but it was, was entertaining just, me. You found something that really interested you. Yeah, like I don't know if I knew really what I was watching. Like mm. I'm ashamed to admit how old I was when I realised Dirty Dancing wasn't about food poisoning. Um <laughs> Although I will say, if you watch it back and you think you keep food poisoning in mind, it tracks. The first like, time we see your obsessions in the kitchen. You're kind of, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you were different from the other children. Uh, you, what really jumped out at me is you mentioned V. Yes. Because uh, oh, this was the thing that terrified me. Honestly, people were genuinely scared. Genuinely yeah. scared. Yeah. Um, if people don't remember it, it was an amazing alien invasion miniseries that had special effects like never seen before on TV mm-hmm. a lot of people pulling their faces off yes, to reveal a lizard yeah they were and humanoids they, yeah uh, yeah. You couldn't get enough of them peeling their Good own stuff, faces yeah. off yeah. Yeah. I and eating, eating live rats I think was another oh yes yeah. I've forgotten that bit just if you're having your breakfast at home yeah. enjoy thanks, that posh. thanks for reminding me that uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like writing is your now your job it's now yeah. your life uh, but you took a while to, I don't say you took a while to get going but you were sort of doing um, other things you were doing everything but writing 
uh, yeah. in pursuit of your dream. Hence the taking a while to get going. Yeah. yeah. I was obsessed with being a writer. I would read all the books and I would go to all the workshops and I would tell everyone I was going to be a writer. But I never actually did any writing, which it turns out is a crucial part of the it scheme. Is. So, yeah, I had some adventures. I worked in Walt Disney World for a while and uh, did I did. Yeah, I did. And in I worked Florida. In Florida. Yeah. But I want to state for the record, I was not dressed up as anything. I was a normal worker <laughs> behind a hotel desk. I want to make that well, very clear. No, you know, normal, obviously. <laughs> normal asterisks. <laughs> Um, how do you mind yourself with, with all of these dark doings in your head? I don't. I don't need to because I'm getting it all out, like on the page. Like okay. I don't. I don't go to bed at night thinking about it. And as I said, you know, if I do come up with something like incredibly dark and chilling and scary, I have a little laugh because that satisfies me. I know someone is going to be. Um, scared by it and I just want to scare people I don't know like <laughs> I get a lot of messages saying you know I had to get out of bed and double check that I'd lock the door and I'm a nice person really but that makes me happy so, Oh you, you other people getting up to Readers check, check Readers yeah. Yes yes yeah. We, we do that uh, thank you very much for that You're so welcome very, very That and the missing the supermoon is yeah Very very, very <laughs> twisted um, the the first thing that you wrote, just to go back to that that process, because you you did all of the kind of seminars and, and and courses and things like that, didn't you? But it was the writing that you have to sit down and write the damn thing. Unfortunately, like that's the worst part of the whole thing is you do actually have to sit down and the write. start is the worst thing. Yeah. Oh, um, I would say every part of the writing process <laughs> right, is okay. the worst part. Yeah. You hate it. I hate writing. I love having written. That's how I would put it. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, days like today? Uh, are you do, do you do you like going out promoting it? Yeah. So our, we're having the launch this evening in oh. Hodges Figures. Very good. All welcome. Um, and that's the fun bit. Like that's when you get to go out into the real world. You get to put makeup on. I'm normally like greasy haired, coffee stained. <laughs> sweatpants um, like a sort of golem creature normally (laughs) Um, very kind to yourself very kind so you look lovely today can I say yes well you thanks very much I mean they're just going to have to believe you but (laughs) like (laughs) like you needed the compliment (laughs) I washed my hair for you Oliver you should be (laughs) (laughs) so did I I. you don't see some of the days when there's no guest in this studio Uh, (laughs) uh, Catherine is a tonic and looking forward to reading the book says Carl Absolutely love the trap. This is someone who already got a proof copy. I wonder, is this a friend or is this, it this a stalker? It could be, you know, one of our, well, it could be a stalker, but uh, it could be a lovely bookstagrammer or something like that. Fantastically written, dark and haunting. Looking forward to the signing in Cork on Saturday, says Lorna, who's in Cork. Where's the signing in? in? Waterstones, Patrick Street. 3pm on Saturday. Oh, that'll yeah. be a proud day now for them, for Manny. All oh, the family be down there. Not that every other day isn't a proud day. For well, as I said, the day I passed my test, they weren't too happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your guest sounds like she'd enjoy Death of a Bookseller by Alice Listen, Slater. Listen, I know Alice. I have read it. Absolutely adored it. All over this. I've just finished it. It's very her, says Marty. Um, but <laughs> Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Marty. <laughs> She's got there already. But look, I'll take your recommendation, Marty. How about that? Uh, so you know Alice. You, there, there's I a, do. There's a, is there a group of, um, of disturbed, twisted I call writers? it a gang. Is it, oh, there's a gang. Yeah, okay. there's a gang. Yeah. Who's who's in this gang? Um, I couldn't name all of them. Oh, but, whoa, that's um, even better. You know, the usual suspects like Liz Nugent, and Casey, um, Andrea Mara. Like there was a big crime writing festival a couple of weekends ago that I'm still recovering from. Oh. Um, and there was 15 of us there. 
Um, And that's not even all the Irish female crime writers. It's just the ones who happened to get to that festival. So, yeah, we're taking over one day. We will charter a plane, I think, to that festival. Is there there a, oh God, that would be good. Is there a WhatsApp group and all of that? There's several WhatsApp groups, but I can't tell you anything about them or I'd have to kill you. The names? Can't even say the names. I'll give you one, which was the name of the... Uh, I can't give you the names because they are all like in jokes and uh, you know things like that but I'll give you the name of the one we used for Harrogate which was the Irish Murderesses oh, Harrogate 2023 yeah, yeah it's not very you know politically not correct but so much I but I can it. see yeah. that's probably part of the whole group I'd imagine yeah and when you say recovering it was a bit of a party, uh, party it was time. like 100% party <laughs> very very little Good. books a lot okay. of partying <laughs> Um, someone's in a bookseller in Waterstones early this year uh, definitely not uh, definitely not a stalker this is the person who got the proof copy of the book they've come back to us so it's like a WhatsApp group in here as well so, so I'm really sorry for uh, referring to a stalker but they're, they're a bookseller okay they're, they're good people they're, they're the good people um, actually the last time you were in and you were chatting to Ryan yeah. you were talking about and all the lovely women that you mentioned who make a career and sometimes slightly dismissed yeah. uh, were in Booker Prize time at the moment and you look particularly let's look at the safe let's go to the British writers on that list yeah and they're not best sellers yeah there so uh, where where are you feeling in that whole you know the literary the, the haughty literary versus the <laughs> uh, listen I'm happy enough right literary fiction and what we might call commercial or popular fiction are two different things and I think it's kind of silly to say like let's treat all books the same or whatever yeah, yeah. but um, like I'm making a living and uh, people are reading my books they and certainly are beyond that I'm not go- you're not going to draw me into saying anything <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried, tried, but we've run out of time. The, the trap. Ask me after. I hope it's a big hit for you again, as no doubt it's going Thank to be. You. It's going to be a bestseller. I know you're probably nervous about it because we don't like to jinx things on you. But I wish you well. I really, really enjoyed it, Catherine Ryan Howard. Um, uh, very briefly, Fifty Six Days is it going to be a movie. Is it coming out? It's, it's with happen? Amazon Studios. And if the oh. strike ever ends, something might oh, happen. The strike, of course, is the thing <laughs> that that'll have no doubt it'll come to an end as well. Listen, good luck, enjoy your travels, and happy driving, by the way, and safe driving to you. Well, I have the holy water. I'll be okay. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the Trap is out now in all good bookshops and some kind of rubbishy ones as well. Um, all of but it's en- Enjoy, enjoy. 51551, we have to go. It's nearly five to nine for a break. Thanks. 